This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. We have moved into the month of November, and these last few weeks in November, we really reflect upon the four last things. And today we'll reflect on this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, that first of the four last things, death. Death is a gateway, and that's really the the focus and the theme that I'm taking from the beautiful readings that we hear today in the scriptures. So as we gather on this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, November 6th, I want to offer a prayer and begin with a prayer for all souls. On the 1st of November, we pray in the church for all saints, and we have the feast day and the holy day of all saints. All souls is followed on November 2nd, and this is a prayer it's uh, on a particular holy card given by the grotto and the image that is on this prayer card there you go is an image of the angel that is kneeling before the risen Christ at the resurrection. And there's a stained glass window at the National Sanctuary of Our Sorrowful Mother in the Chapel of Mary, Mother of the Human Race. And this beautiful image of the angel at the time of the resurrection is featured. And so let us pray today for all souls. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, when your lifeless body was taken down from the cross and laid in the tomb, the hearts of your disciples were crushed and broken. They could not have imagined a more terrible death. Their faith was challenged as they wept. On the morning of the first day of the week, you appeared to Mary Magdalene and her companions at the tomb, telling them, do not be afraid. Your death and resurrection remind us that you will bring new life to those who have died. Forgive and heal the brokenness of our loved ones who have died, and welcome them into your loving presence. Help us, we pray, to grow each day in your love and grace, and one day bring us home to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful prayer for us to begin this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Our readings today, in fact, the first reading comes from the second book of Maccabees, chapter 7. It happened that seven brothers and their mother were arrested and tortured with whips and scourges by the king to force them to eat pork in violation of God's law. 
One of the brothers, speaking for the others, said, What do you expect to achieve by questioning us? We are ready to die rather than transgress the laws of our ancestors. At the point of death, he said, You accursed fiend, you are depriving us of this present life, but the king of the world will raise us up to live again forever. It is for his laws that we are dying. After him, the third suffered their cruel sport. He put out his tongue at once when told to do so and bravely held out his hands as he spoke these noble words. It was from heaven that I received these. For the sake of his laws, I disdained them. From him, I hope to receive them again. Even the king and his attendants marveled at the young man's courage because he regarded his sufferings as nothing. After he had died, they tortured and maltreated the fourth brother in the same way. When he was near death, he said, It is my choice to die at the hands of men with the hope God gives of being raised up by him. But for you, there will be no resurrection to life. The word of the Lord. Today's psalm is Psalm 17. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. Hear, O Lord, a just suit. Attend to my outcry. Hearken to my prayer from lips without deceit. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. My steps have been steadfast in your paths. My feet have not faltered. I call upon you, for you will answer me, O God. Incline your ear to me, hear my word. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. Keep me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. But I, in justice, shall behold your face. On waking, I shall be content in your presence. Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. The second reading is the second letter from St. Paul to the, uh, to the Thessalonians, chapter 2. Brothers and sisters, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and given us everlasting encouragement and good hope through grace, encourage your hearts and strengthen them in every good deed and word. Finally, brothers and sisters, pray for us, so that the word of the Lord may speed forward and be glorified as it did among you, that we may be delivered from perverse and wicked people. For not all have faith, but the Lord is faithful. He will strengthen you and guard you from the evil one. We are confident of you in the Lord that what we instruct you, you are doing and will continue to do. May the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the endurance of Christ. The word of the Lord. Our gospel reading comes from the gospel of Luke chapter 20. Some Sadducees, who deny that there is a resurrection, came forward and put this question to Jesus, saying, Teacher, Moses wrote for us, If someone's brother dies, leaving a wife but no child, his brother must take the wife and raise up descendants for his brother. 
Now, there were seven brothers. The first married a woman, but died childless. Then the second and the third married her, and likewise all the seven died childless. Finally, the woman also died. Now at the resurrection, whose wife will that woman be? For all seven had been married to her. Jesus said to them, The children of this age marry and remarry, but those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. They can no longer die, for they are like angels, and they are the children of God, because they are the ones who will rise. That the dead will rise, even Moses made known in the passage about the bush, when he called out, Lord, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and he is not God of the dead, but of the living, for to him all are alive. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. On this 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, again, I mentioned we're in the month of November, and actually throughout the month of November, the church invites us to pray particularly for the faithful departed, for our own loved ones and our family and our communities. Maybe in your parish, such as in our parish, we have the names of those parishioners who in the last year have died, and they're in a prominent place in the church, a reminder for us to pray for the dead to pray for the dead, to bury the dead properly. And there is something about the body, right? The body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we hear about the body being resurrected on the last day. And so it's a beautiful way in this month of November for us to, number one, remember to pray for your own loved ones who have died. Think about in your, maybe if you've gone to school your schoolmates or even teachers or those you who have been acquainted in sports or other activities? Have there been people in those relationships who have died? Pray for them. Think about people in your workplace or in the various workplaces you have had in your history. Are there people in those workplaces that you know who have died? Pray for them. Think about your parish. Maybe you've been to more than one parish. We've moved recently, and so now we have a new parish community. So I think about the people in my former parish, where I spent about 21 years, and there have been several funerals that I've attended. Pray for those people. Pray for those people in those parish communities. And of, close, of course, look most close to your own family, your own extended family. Where have there been deaths in your own family's life? And then we, of course, can go back generation to generation. You may know, not know of those generations before you in your family line, but pray for them. I know people who are very interested in genealogy, and there's so much available on the internet. You can look at all of the different routes that your family may have traveled from here to there around the globe, and you may be related to some famous person of history. But nonetheless, pray for those people in your family line. And pray for those who are in most need of our prayers. I want to go to the book of Maccabees. And uh, it's interesting that the book of Maccabees gives us some of those teachings the church has about death. Uh, death is the gateway to eternal life. The four last things, death, this is certain in our lives that all of us will die. Then there's a judgment. 
then there's either one of two routes. You have eternal life in heaven or you have eternal damnation in hell. So those four things, death, judgment, heaven, and hell are those four last things that we face in our lives. And we hear about this in the book of Maccabees. And in the book of Maccabees, there's a lot of history of just why it was written and when it was written. But there are many different examples of this following God's law. And particularly, I think, because we think about the saints during the month of November, we look to the heroic lives that they lived, or just how did the saints in their own life, married, single, priest, religious, poor, rich, young, old, where did they face opposition? Where did they face persecution? Where did they face difficulty? And how did they push through that? and follow Christ. Well, in this book of Maccabees, and this is not for the lighthearted to read this story. In fact, uh, the church maybe has some wisdom in, in not revealing a lot of the details of the true horrific martyrdom of the seven brothers and the mother in this chapter seven of the second book of Maccabees. But it's, um, it, it's quite intense and if you read it, read it during the day in daylight. But we see this absolute persistence of one, the mother who is going to hold strong to her faith and belief in God and the teachings that they have received of how to follow the law of God and the highest following of her sons to continue to stand firm amidst absolutely horrific treatment. I mean, these are some of the most horrific treatments that these brothers, sons of this mother have received in order for the king to, to encourage them to defy their God. And so at the, at the core of all of this, I look at these, this example of these martyrs in the church, these saints of the church, that at the bottom line, they are being asked to deny God, to deny their God, to deny the law of God. You know, on the very first commandment, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, you know, in our creed, that at, at the very core, they're being asked to, de to deny this. And they will not deny that truth, no matter what they will be subjected to because they believe. And what's so beautiful is they believe in the resurrection that they will be with God again and their bodies will be anew. Now, they didn't have what we have today, the life of Jesus, the passion of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, the giving of the Holy Spirit through Jesus, that full um, revealing of God, the Trinity. They didn't have that. They had God. We have God. And I would just want to read the ending of chapter seven. It's just such a heroic, just to think of this mother who's got her seven sons and watching every one of them, because the king certainly thought that that woman would, would, would stop and, and want them to stop and, and to change their minds and say, no, just say, just say whatever he says. But no, she was not willing to defy God. She was willing even in the midst of the death of her seven sons and ultimately her own death, that, that there was something greater than death, new life. 
So in the first well, about 30 verses of chapter seven, we hear of all of the brothers and how they respond to their excruciating torture. And at chapter uh, seven, verse 30, she had scarcely finished speaking when the youth said, and in fact, this is the mother saying, do not be afraid of this executioner, but be worthy of your brothers and accept death. This is coming from the mother of the seven children who are being horrifically tortured. So that in the time of mercy, isn't this beautiful? We hear of mercy in the Old Testament, in the book of Maccabees, that in the time of mercy, I may receive you again with them. She had scarcely finished speaking when the youth said, what are you waiting for? He's speaking to the executioners. I will not obey the king's command. I obey the command of the law given to our forefathers through Moses. But you who have contrived every kind of affliction for the Hebrews will not escape the hands of God. There's a consequence for all of our actions. We indeed are suffering because of our sins. He is contrite and he recognizes the need for penance. Though our living Lord treats us harshly for a little while to correct us with chastisements, he will again be reconciled with his servants. But you, wretch, vilest of all men, do not in your insolence concern yourself with unfounded hopes as you raise your hand against the children of heaven. You have not yet escaped the judgment of the almighty and all-seeing God. My brothers, after enduring brief pain, have drunk of never-failing life under God's covenant. But you, by the judgment of God, here we go, death, judgment, heaven, hell, but you, by the judgment of God, shall receive just punishment for your arrogance. Like my brothers, I offer up my body and my life for our ancestral laws, imploring God to show mercy soon to our nation and my afflictions and blows to make you confess that he is God alone. Through me and my brothers, there may be an end to the wrath of the Almighty that has justly fallen on our whole nation. And that, and at that, the king became enraged. <laughs> he's facing the truth and he's so angry. He treated them even worse. It's a horrible, horrible death. But it's a glorious death because it is an embracing the Lord. Thus too, uh, thus he too died undefiled, putting all his trust in the Lord. This is the good news. The mother was last to die after her sons. I just think what an example, what a reminder in the ultimate truth that death is inevitable, that death is a gateway to life, but it's a gateway to one or the other. And it's through judgment that we either attain eternal life, and that might be through time in purgatory to purify our hearts completely, or it is in eternal damnation. And that is a total turning away from a, a conscious choice to turn away from God. I really encourage you to read more in the book of Maccabees that really gives us this sense, this rich tradition in the church of one praying for the dead, 
that there are these consequences in our life and that we choose Christ, choose God, choose God's covenant and how important it is to pray for those who have died, to pray for their needs. In the psalm, just very simply, Lord, when your glory appears, my joy will be full. And just think about that passing from death to new life. It is when we are purified, completely purified in full grace, that our joy will be full. And so as one dies, there is a judgment. And then the church teaches this time of purgatory, this time of purification. And when we are fully purified, then we will be full of joy. And there will be not a need for a relationship with one another in terms of a friendship, a marriage, that we will all have our eyes to God. And so, yes, there'll be a communion of saints as there already is in the church, a community, but that community is different than our community on earth where we have relationships. We challenge one another. We learn from one another. We're able to serve one another. We love one another, but in heaven, it's all about love. In our relationships here on earth, there's a hope a hope that together as a community, as a family, in a marriage, in a parish, we can work and walk towards Christ. We can grow closer in love and unity. And so there's a hope, there's a faith. But in heaven, that hope has already been realized. That faith is there. All that is left is love. My joy will be full when the glory of the Lord appears. Paul is so beautiful in encouraging the Thessalonians in this letter of the second Thessalonians chapter two. And, you know, he, he refers to perverse and wicked people. Now, certainly in the first reading, the king and those who followed the king were perverse and wicked people. And while we may not be completely immune from encountering them in our own lives, I mean, the, the lives of the saints, the lives of all of us, we encounter perverse and wicked people, unfortunately, in this world. But the Lord can strengthen us, does strengthen us, and will guard us, even in the midst of being in the presence. See, that mother and her seven children were in the midst of pure evil. And yet the Lord, through their love of the Lord, through their willingness to hold and cling to his teachings, to his truth, to his law, to his promise, clinging to the promise of God that even in the midst of the evil one, the Lord is faithful. And, and Paul is reminding this group of people of the same thing. May the Lord, I love this, may the Lord direct your hearts to the love of God and to the endurance See, these brothers were faced with the need to endure, to endure even in the midst of their limbs being cut off, literally, and then being flailed. But they, through the endurance of their faith in the Lord, will direct us to that eternal joy. 
to their eternal joy. So as we read the gospel with the eyes of faith, let us think about what are my thoughts about death? Am I afraid of death? Have I ignored death? Has there been a death in my own life that has still haunted me? This is a beautiful time in the church to go back into the heart of our Lord, to ask our Blessed Mother to guide us when we are mourning, when we're sorrowful, but also to be guided to reconciliation, to have a purified heart, to be filled with God's grace. And that is by embracing the sacramental life, confession, Holy Eucharist, that beautiful time of receiving God's graces, reading sacred scripture, of course, going to Holy Mass, spending time with the Lord in adoration and working and serving his people in however you're called, whether that's changing a baby's diaper, whether that's educating your own children, whether that's serving in a soup kitchen or contributing financially to your own parish, to your own diocese or archdiocese, or a particular ministry that you see is really working and bringing about a conversion of hearts and serving the needs of the people. Do those things. Pray about those things. And let the Lord, the God of life, of all life, guide us. But of the living, for to him all are alive. Let us be alive in the light of Jesus Christ. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Have a blessed month of November. Let's together pray for our faithful departed, and I look forward to talking with you again next week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.